Well, welcome to Con Café for the 18th day of May, year of our Lord, 2022. I hope this finds you well and enjoying your daily blessings, enjoying your walk with Jesus. And I pray your prayer life is at its best, praying like never before, trusting God like never before, and just praising God. Remember, praise is one of our languages. We should be bilingual, at least in praise language. We're looking at Acts chapter 16 for today's devotional, verses 9 through 15, in the New Revised Standard Version of the Bible. Interesting story. It takes place uh, in a place that uh, Nellie and I and a group of some uh, church members from First United Methodist Church in Gonzales were uh, blessed to have been able to be there in September of 2019. And it was quite a visit, quite a, an experience, quite a blessing, I believe, for all of us in seeing, experiencing, and just seeing all these incredible sights. The tour itself was called in the footsteps of Paul. And uh, boy, was it. And we, we did a lot of walking. We did a lot of riding in a bus. But overall, it was just an, a complete and wonderful blessing. So let's hear now the Word of God, and then we'll get into a discussion of this powerful passage. Verse 9 from Acts 16. During the night, Paul had a vision. There stood a man of Macedonia pleading with him and saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. When he had seen the vision, we immediately tried to cross over to Macedonia, being convinced that God had called us to proclaim the good news to them. We set sail from Troas and set a straight course to Samothrace, the following day to Neapolis, and from there to Philippi, which is a leading city of the district of Macedonia and a Roman colony. We remained in the city for some days. On the Sabbath, we went outside the gate by the river, where we supposed there was a place of prayer, and we sat down and spoke to the women who had gathered there. A certain woman named Lydia, a worshiper of God, was listening to us. She was from the city of Theratria and a dealer in purple cloth. The Lord opened her heart to listen eagerly to what was said by Paul. When she and her household were baptized, she urged us, saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come and stay at my home. And she prevailed upon us. This, dear friends, is the word of God. For the people of God, we say thanks be to God. Our dreams make for some of the most interesting and, at times, the most frightening features in our mind's theater. Think about that. <laughs> it seems that now that I'm retired, I dream more and more of having uh, church responsibilities and uh, incredible <laughs> and almost comical responsibilities that are mine and just complete <laughs> chaos in trying to fulfill and make for... Uh, interesting dreams, but, you know, dreams are what they are. They, they appear, we don't invite them, and uh, really our dreams are an extension of who we are, what we were, what we fear, what we love, who we love, what we hope, what we saw that made us excited that day, etc. There's no telling the kind of influence that comes in here during the day and then at night gets replayed there at the Bijou Theater of our brain. And uh, I remember standing uh, outside our backyard in Kingsville, Texas, as, as a little boy. And uh, this, we had a fence uh, between uh, our home and our next door neighbor's house. We lived on the corner house. And 
uh, our neighbor uh, was uh, there, and she is a little older than me. I don't remember the extent of the conversation, but I do remember her asking me what I dreamed. Like I said, I was a little boy. I don't remember how old I was, but she uh, said, you know, what do you dream? Have you ever dreamed? And I told her I didn't know what dreams were. I don't remember again how old I was and why I hadn't dreamed, and maybe I did. But I do remember her asking me, uh, well, don't you ever dream of like falling off a mountain cliff or being chased by a lion or something like that? Well, guess what? Guess what I dreamed that night? Yes, falling off a mountain <laughs> cliff and remembering as I woke up. You know, that's the power of influence, you know, that my next door neighbor asked me if I ever dreamed of falling off a mountain cliff and there I was dreaming it. Yet, like we see in this passage, sometimes God uses dreams to prepare us for an event or a task that God wants us to address. And that's what we see happening here. Paul had a vision during the night, and in this vision or this dream stood a man from Macedonia asking him to come to Macedonia and help them. Incredible. Paul realized this was from God, and he said, this must be urgent that a man from Macedonia would urge me to go and help them there in Macedonia. He didn't question the vision, and he prepares immediately to go with Silas and those that were traveling with him to make the trip to Macedonia, filled with the conviction that God called him and his party to share the good news of Jesus Christ with them in Macedonia. And as sometimes happens, dear friends, and you know this as well as I do, the biblical way from point A to point B isn't always straight. Think of the Hebrews making their way from Egypt back to the Promised Land and uh, others that are asked by God to go from here to there and don't get there right away. You know, it took the Israelites 40 years. And Paul and company set sail from Troas to Samothrace then to Neapolis, then to Philippi, which was the leading city of Macedonia and a colony of Rome. So what Paul has done is he's now set foot in Europe and he's taking the good news of Jesus to the people of Europe, actually to whomever would hear and receive it. It was Paul's custom to go first to uh, those with whom he shared an affinity and usually those were the Jews and so it would be in the synagogues of each town that he went, if there happened to be a synagogue, that he would share the saving grace of Jesus. Now keep in mind, not everybody was open to this. This was very dangerous for him to, to go into this place and, and to begin preach the, the gospel in a place that the gospel was very foreign and maybe very unwelcome. So on this Sabbath day, uh, there's no synagogue. And uh, he goes beyond the city gates to the river where he and Silas believed there might be a place of prayer. And what they found were some women gathered there and they began to speak to them. Of the women there, one stood out as a successful businesswoman and faithful worshiper of God. She listened and she believed and she presented herself and her household for baptism. What a sight, what a message Paul must have preached to convince this very, I believe, affluent businesswoman uh, 
to believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ and to tell her household, hey, we're getting baptized. <laughs> this man convinced me and I'm presenting myself and you're presenting yourselves to be baptized. This, this Jesus that he's preaching has to be real. His message, his love has to be real. And such was her gratitude to Paul that she urged him and his party to stay at her home and further share with them, I believe, is what she wanted for Paul to keep talking more about this Jesus and the teachings and the message and the mysteries, the joy, the, the wonderful message of life and life in abundance. And friends, you know, um, in studying a little bit about Lydia, it said that her home was known for being a very nice home. And she had built it, I think, with the purpose of welcoming guests to be with her and visit with her. And, and she was not going to take no for an answer. And so we gathered that Lydia was quite successful because as the passage, passage closes, it simply says, and she prevailed upon us. So thank God for Lydia, for her faith, for her hospitality, and for winning ways. And this is why she was successful in selling all of these uh, purple products that, that she made because she loved people, she helped people. And now that she had been helped, she was going to help those that had helped her find eternal life in providing accommodations for their stay. Now, if you're online or reading this, you are already seeing a picture I took of a painting of Lydia. Um, it's quite larger than what I usually attach to the email devotional. And uh, I think it's a very beautiful picture uh, or painting of this beautiful woman that uh, gave herself to Jesus Christ and, and prevailed upon Paul and Silas to to stay uh, with with her and her her household and to talk about Jesus. Now I took this photograph as I said we were there in September 2019 uh, in Greece and uh, we were able to go inside this beautiful beautiful church that they've erected in her memory and in her honor and close to the church is the river where she came to believe in Jesus Christ and where Paul baptized her and we were able to walk over there and just to be with our mouths open wide, like, oh, this was the place where Paul preached Jesus for the first time in Europe. And the first convert was this woman named Lydia. Now, the impact of her conversion is revered even now. Her yes to Jesus, as I said, was the first made on European soil. And because of her willingness to trust Jesus, millions have come to faith as a result. In that region, Lydia is a saint in her Greek Orthodox Church. Second, I'm gauging in popularity only to Paul, who is deeply, deeply revered for all the work he did among the Greek people. A majority of the ministry that Paul undertook was among the Gentiles there in Greece, and just incredible impact that Paul had. Just read the part of the New Testament, the part of the New Testament that I call Christians behave, which are his letters that he writes to the churches and the believers uh, there in Europe and in Greece, and not quite following uh, what he had tried to share with them. So you know, 
the New Testament starts with the come to Jesus and then a history of, of the church and then the rest of the rest of the the New Testament or a big chunk of the New Testament is just simply hey behave <laughs> behave portense bien as we would say in Espanol so we could feel as we were there it was a beautiful sunny day the sacredness of that area and we were touched to be among all the places where the disobedient man of God shared in a way that he was able to reach a new believer and many more believers but important that he reached this believer who had the influence power or authority to say no we're all getting baptized you know if you're going to live in my house you're going to be baptized with me and uh, it, it was this woman of God who after Paul left continued the work of making disciples among those in her city and region and as we reflect on this story I said you know the words boldness faith trust confidence openness wonder all come to mind when I think of these two Christian giants Paul and Lydia it can be said of Paul that he went in the name and for the cause of Jesus where no one had ventured before it can be said of Lydia that her willingness to listen and accept allowed her to become the person she was what words come to mind when you think about your faith and your Christian walk let's pray loving God we confess we do not do enough and we have several good excuses and we come up with them all the time dear father you know that but we know that you are the source of all good things and we pray that you would empower us to be the people who tell others about you this we pray in Christ Jesus strong name asking blessings on those for whom we are praying and I ask a special blessing on this dear listener amen well dear friend thank you so much for tuning in I pray this has blessed you and that you have a great and blessed day in the Lord be bold today this is your assignment be bold today in sharing Jesus can you do that I know you can I pray that if this has blessed you forward this to someone so they may have a blessing to share as well I pray you receive my blessings of joy and hope, and I pray that the Lord bless you and keep you. Please know that I love you, and I thank God for you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Amen.